This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is contacttalkradio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on tunein.com, hang.fm, and upsnap mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Living Fearlessly with your host, Lisa McDonald. My mama told me when I was young, we're all superstars. She pulled my hair with my lipstick on, in a glass of purple Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me here again on this lovely Friday morning. My name is Lisa McDonald, host of Living Fearlessly with the Contact Talk Radio Network. Listenership spans to 145 countries, 220 TV radio terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. I want to thank you for being one of over 330,000 Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald podcast subscribers. And I want to thank my friends over at C-Suite Radio Network who have kindly welcomed me aboard. I've got my own host page there, so every time we finish live and the podcast is ready, it goes up in the back office and can be found on my host page over on C-Suite Radio Network. So once again, I'm joined by yet another phenomenal guest. My guest today is a gentleman by the name of Dean O'Mard. Who is Dean? Well, what I can tell you is that Dean, who was raised in Mississauga and currently resides in Cambridge, Ontario, Canada, wants to live in a world where people can pursue their goals and dreams without fear, where people realize that knowledge is not enough, that we need to do what we know, and where babies can change their own diapers. Love that. (laughs) As a public speaker with more than 25 years of experience, Dean desired to develop and add more value to become two people and became a certified John Maxwell coach, trainer, and speaker in 2016. His ability to bounce back after suffering financial setbacks in business has given him a deep passion to motivate and inspire individuals to face adversity with a smile and thrive. His phone line is permanently busy as he makes himself available to help others. When he's not speaking, making videos, or creating online courses to help people reach their full potential, you can find Dean practicing his top spin serve at the table tennis club, or drinking a tall glass of kombucha, or riding the electronic monkeys in the mall with his children. Dean has recently finished creating a course called Dare to Dream, which emphasizes people stepping out of their fears and into their dreams, and on the horizon is a series of motivational videos that will inspire his followers on a weekly basis. So, Dean, thank you so very much for taking time out of your hectic schedule to join myself and the global listeners today. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well, Lisa. It's so great to be with you on the show. Well, it's lovely to to have you here, Dean, and uh, I had the privilege and the honor of meeting Dean at an event that we were both mutually invited to. Uh, what would that be now, Dean? Was that like a year ago? Yeah, it was about a year, just over a year, I believe it was. 
Yeah, and so we struck up a lovely conversation at that point, and we've maintained contact intermittently since. And uh, Dean is uh, scheduled to come on my TV show uh, as well, so I'm super excited for that. That's going to be on November 9th, filming and production. And so, Dean, you know, I'm always interested initially, and this is unscripted, as, as my listeners and followers would know, uh, but one standard question I do typically ask my guests is, you know, I'm always interested to know the inception, the backstory of my guest journey. So where did your journey begin that led you into the world of personal development, led you into speaking, knowing that you had a bigger purpose here, that you wanted to honor yourself by helping others and paying it forward and being of service? We'd love to hear the story. Well, from an early age, I suppose you could say that um, most of the activities that I did in life ended up always helping people. Mm-hmm. So what I found was as the time went on, I, when I was a teenager, you know, you went through some rough years and mm-hmm. as time went on, in uh, 87, I became a Christian and from that point on, I guess everything went in a positive direction for me. Mm-hmm. And from that point, I started uh, speaking quite a bit. Fantastic. So, Fantastic. So, you know, this is consciousness in action. We have a lot of people who are in the spiritual world here, not necessarily religious, but we do talk a lot about mindset and things of that nature. So would you say there was a culmination of essential core ingredients that really made things get on the right path in your life for yourself outside of becoming a Christian? Yeah, I would say that, um, you know, uh, various experiences in life Mm -hmm. uh, really shape who you are. Absolutely. And, you know, adversity and difficulties, being able to step out of those difficulties and see the light at the end of the tunnel. So I think that was a very important thing for me to be able to uh, to step out, you know, learning from so many different experiences of life mm-hmm. and being able to help others and speak into the lives of others. Excellent. Well, you know, probably not unlike myself, mentoring world, interfacing with people, really trying to inspire uh, change and being an agent of change yourself, you know, you're met with a lot of full disclosure. And I truly, and I talk about this quite consistently, people who are their most raw, their most revealing, uh, full transparency, who understand and recognize that vulnerability is in fact a strength and not a weakness. So in terms of people becoming more so engaged with you here as a guest, and hopefully that follows through even after we've completed the show uh, and long after the podcast goes live, uh, the link becoming available, you know, people would want to know a little bit more about you specifically at the emotional level, the gut level, whatever the backstory is. When people say, you know, we've been through adversity, well, we already know that to be true. You can't be a human being and be particularly, uh, you know, we're around the same age uh, and, and be at the stage in life and not come out unscathed. We all have life experiences. We all have skeletons. We all have really rotten things, but have we managed to, through our mindset, we've really recognized the gifts and the lessons and the blessings within that to catapult us further into a bigger vision, a a bigger picture, a bigger purpose. So to the degree that you feel comfortable, Dean, do you want to maybe get a little bit deeper in in explaining to the listeners perhaps some of what your challenges were that make you empathetic, that make you nurturing, that make you compassionate, that make you want to outwardly and ongoingly be committed in your pursuit of helping others? 
Well, one thing I'll tell you is um, several years ago, and I'm sure you have as well, uh, you know, venturing into different uh, business activities, bi- different uh, ventures that you're trying. And I remember at one point I spoke with a friend who's my friend's wife. Both of them were very good friends. And she said to me one thing. She said, in business, beware, be careful of depression. And at the time, I had no idea what she was talking about. Mm-hmm. I said, why, why is she bringing this up? Okay. Well, I had started, I was uh, working in uh, the beverage industry, exporting uh, beverages into working in different countries. I was uh, working into the UK and working, uh, trying to get things going over into Australia. And things were moving along quite well and starting to pick up. And then at per particular stage, things went south. Mm-hmm. And... At that point, uh, one of the importers was injured and the business started to dry up. Mm-hmm. And I started to realize that's why it's always good to have two or three importers in the country. Right. Yeah, at that time, there weren't uh, many importers. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was the one and uh, things began to dry up. So... I realized at that stage I had to really uh, pull things together and recognize that uh, you have to keep pushing through. Absolutely. Now, on top of that, I lost a lot of money. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that wasn't easy um, because you're, you know, you're pushing through, you're trying to make progress, and all of a sudden now you find yourselves you you find yourself back where you thought you wouldn't be mm-hmm. and now it's in a sort of like a desperate state because you're wondering where do i go from here all your you know your all your money is going down the drain mhm and so, so that, go ahead no i see at that stage i had to start thinking um what what direction will i take from there mhm and so what period of time did you sit in that space when you refer to it as as a period of desperation? Because I'll, I'll, I'll say something because I, I do want to get to your answer, but I will say this has oftentimes been spoken about on radio. I find the people who are the most successful, they're not without similar stories to yours. I share it myself, different circumstances related to my state of being in a, a place and a period in time of desperation. Um, but people will often tell you that when you are pushed to the wall, I mean, Tony Robbins phrases it one way, uh, you know, Zig Ziglar has phrased it another way. I'm sure John Maxwell, we'll get to that in a little bit, your affiliation with him, your connection. Uh, everybody has their own paralleled story to really talk about the failures and really the people who take the failures recognize the lessons recalibrate reconfigurate very quickly get back on their feet again and put one foot in front of the other and strategically know how to smarter and more efficiently move forward uh those are the people who push through and they become the successful stories they be because really what that shows is you chose to fundamentally still believe in yourself, regardless of the adversity, the challenges, the setbacks, and you know your drive and your passion superseded 
any setback challenge or despair or desperation that came from that. So I love the desperate stories because business is, it's a roller coaster. It's up, it's down, it's, you know, five, five steps forward, 10 steps backward. And of course, when we're entrepreneur, we're very much in some cases reliant upon third parties to help us in the areas that are not necessarily our strengths. And there's an element of trust that goes with that. And we expect that people are going to be operating perhaps in the same level of professionalism or the same speed in which we want to continually ramp up our marketing and our projects and meet our deadlines and start new initiatives. So, you know, I I love these stories, Dean, because I think this is where authentic leadership is birthed out of it. There's a, a deep, burning, yearning desire. And no matter what, wall you find yourself continually up against you find a way around it and you plow through it and you just keep going and you don't stop and that's where people buy into you that's where people follow you that's where people take it seriously take you seriously take your brand seriously take your message seriously um because you keep going and you're still here to tell the tale so congratulations on still being here Yes, I'm, I'm very thankful to still be here. And I will say that, uh, you know, much of, you know, sometimes people ask the question, like, who am I? Mm-hmm. And I can say that much of my identity was linked with that strong relationship that was con- uh, cultivated with my, with my God. Mm-hmm. And that was, uh, very critical so that in re- irrespective of what was taking place, um, I was able to move forward, to bounce back, uh, because I know who I am. Beautiful. Beautiful. And so in terms of the success story in just being here and, and reinventing yourself, which we oftentimes do in business, you have to if you're going to continually go vertical and stay ahead of the curve and be innovative and be creative. You really do. You know, if you stick with your dinosaur way of thinking, you're going to get left behind in the cold uh, very quickly. Um, so what are some of your tools? What are some of your skills, whether they be, uh, you know, aspects of what you've learned or been taught through your training with John Maxwell or other mentors, whether they be tangible or intangible along the way? You know, what would you say to the listening audience, anybody who's listening, whether they're choosing or contemplating to embark upon the world of becoming entrepreneurial or they want to take some aspect of their life to the next level and get outside of their comfort zone and really expand their horizons and really reach dig and deep uh, and go high and go far uh, because they like you and myself and other people who are tuning into this show um, you know see a bigger purpose for themselves what do you say to people who are perhaps feeling a little bit disillusioned at the moment or are feeling unclear Well, one thing I would say is that you don't have to wait for the perfect timing because uh, the perfect timing, the way things come about is not necessarily the way that you think they're going to come in in their full details. For instance, 2012, I was married, so married later in life. I now have three children, Mm -hmm. all under the age of four. (laughs) So Wow. So I will tell you. (laughs) I'll tell you this, I am so glad that when I was younger, I learned how to tread water because I tell you, sometimes you need... You're in the deep need... end, buddy. You're in the deep end now. <laughs> exactly. Some, sometimes you need to keep treading water and keep your head above the uh, above the water. 
Absolutely. So, so you don't go under. So I'm so glad that I learned to tread water from a young age. Well, but yeah, go ahead, Dean. No, I was just going to say, but um, you, you know, as you're venturing into different things, I would have to say one thing. Um, if you're single, uh, it's so important to have the support of family and friends. And I think also for those of us who are married, the support of your spouse, mm -hmm. that's critical as you're going through, uh, you know, the difficulties and, um, facing challenges to have that support is critical mm -hmm. so that you don't, uh, strain doesn't enter into other parts of your life where it shouldn't. Very true. Very true. Well, a couple of things I'll touch upon in expanding upon that and elaborating. Just, you know, again, everybody's got a, based on their own experience, a different way of spinning it. So for me, I'll say there is no perfect time. So to the listening audience, there is no perfect time. Things will not always align. And there's a lot of people who talk about the subject matter specifically uh, about uh, motivation. You know, we are not wired to feel motivated. That is something we actually have to work on. We have to readjust our mindset so that we force ourselves to do things, uh, to step into situations, to take risks, to honor ourselves, to listen to our intuition. So there is no perfect time. There, there really, I, I'll just, for me, I'll say, Dean, there is no perfect time. It's now. Now is the perfect time. You make things happen now and uh, thank yourself down the road for having at least taken the initiative to get started in the first place. Um, you know, uh, and I'll also say, too, you know, I, I very much echo your sentiments with what you said in terms of surrounding yourself and immersing yourself with a truly healthy, vibrant positive uh, support system but I think you can have all the support in the world you can have you know the best spouse in the world you can have the best friend in the world but at the end of the day you are with yourself 24 7 so if you're not your own best friend if you're not dialoguing with yourself in a compassionate way a nurturing way a progressive way uh, you know then it doesn't matter how many people who are seemingly doing all the right things and representative of, of being all the right things to you in your life. If you're not buying into yourself, if you're not believing yourself, or if you need to be propped up all the time because you're incapable of doing it for yourself, good luck. Good luck. Um, so I, I would definitely agree with that. I think that uh, you have to be, you know, as um, John Maxwell speaks in his uh 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth, one of the main things, the law of intentionality. Mm -hmm. So uh, you have to be intentional because growth doesn't happen by itself. Absolutely. We have to be clear as to what we want and have that intention behind because without that intention, it would be very hard to move forward into the areas that we want to pursue. Fantastic. So what are you intentional about, Dean? I'm intentional about... Adding value to others. Um, I became a speaker, coach, and trainer because I wanted to be able to add value to others. Mm -hmm. So it's not so much uh, reciprocation. I think that uh, that's a that's a desire that's been placed in my heart. So it's not so much dependent upon um, people adding value to me, but that's just a desire that you constantly want to have as far as... Um, to move forward and to be able to help others. Mm -hmm. 
And how do you believe you help others? Why don't we talk about some of the tangible services in which you do offer? Let's talk about speaking engagements. Let's talk about, uh, you know, what you've got going on behind the scenes, some of which I mentioned in the intro at the top of the hour in the bio. Um, so what are some of the things that you strive to do on a regular basis so as to uh, honor your commitment and be accountable to your followers? And, and to the people who you truly uh, wish to serve and wish to be served by you. Well, what I try to do is make sure that each day um, you're coming with the focus of what's the intent. It's not about me. It's about those that you're serving. Mm-hmm. So um, what are the needs that they have and what type of things can you do to help? So, for instance, I've been working on um, something right now. It's really the six type of people. It's a series of small videos uh I call it the six type of people to avoid when pursuing your dreams. And sometimes uh, we're not conscious of these type of people. There's only uh, six? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, there's not only six people. There's six type of people. That's what I'm saying. There's only six types. I, oh, I, I wish there were only six, Lisa. Yes. So what can you expand upon to share? I mean, maybe you don't want to give all your stuff away, but yeah, or, or can you touch upon some of those six? Oh, sure. Um, one person, well, I call them really the category of these people. I call them uh, the dream hinders. So these are people that can really hinder your dreams. And uh, one type of person, I call it, uh, they're the dream deflator. Mm-hmm. They're the person who can really knock the wind out of you, knock the sails right out of you. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, when you when you finish speaking with that type of person, you feel like you got a good punch or kick in the stomachs, <laughs> right? And and you have to get up. Now, what really with that type of person is, it may seem like they're adding, trying to add value, but they're not really saying anything constructive. Mm-hmm. Um, they're pointing out the problems, but not really the direction that you can go in so this type of person you have to just say you know you're you're interested in constructive criticism but you want to be able to you're interested in not only criticism but what is constructive Mm -hmm. and especially at the point when you're trying to perceive pursue your goals absolutely so that's that's number one, or is that one yeah, and two? That, that's that's one of them. Um, another okay. one, another one. I call them. They're called the dream doubter. Okay. And the dream doubter is the person who tells you you're telling them what you're wanting to do, mm-hmm. and what your goal and your dream is, and they're telling you that it's not possible, or they may not articulate to you that it's not possible. By, by their actions and support, they really don't believe that what you're trying to do is possible. Okay. So, um, so what I've basically done with this is to really to try to articulate these type of peoples. I think sometimes we're meeting these type of people, but we're not really conscious of it. So the whole purpose of um, articulating these type of people is so that we be consciously aware of them. Agreed. Uh, trying to pursue our dreams. And do you want to go into some detail with all six or do you want to, is that just kind of putting a little feeler teaser out there and everyone else can find out the rest 
when they tune into you after the fact. That's up to you. Well, I could share uh, maybe one or two more. It's okay. Really, um, this other type, I call them the dream diminisher. Mm-hmm. And when you say, my dream is this high, you say, I'd like to visit all the continents of the world. Mm-hmm. And that person will say, stay home and just read a book. Right. So, so what they're doing is just shrinking back your dream. Mm-hmm. They're not actually destroying it, but they're they're trying to just bring it down in its scope. Mm-hmm. And um, so, with this type of person, you have to really be able to to handle them, to be able to stand up for yourself, to stand up for your dream, and to have it visual in your mind of where you're trying to go. Mm-hmm. So that this type of person won't be able to steer you in another direction and to know what your intentions and your passions are. Right. So that, that eventually you'll be able to hop on board. You know, people will be able to hop on board with you in in your dreams. So this, this person is uh, can really hinder you from looking at your dream and its fullness and the vibrance of it mm-hmm. and the the size of it. They're trying to shrink back the size of, of that dream. Mm-hmm. Well, what I'll say without knowing the full six in their entirety is I would put them all under the umbrella. These people are oxygen thieves. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, we, yeah, I mean, we all know people who unfortunately fall into that category and that could actually, if we're going to be, like completely honest, which I, this is what the show is about. You know, it could have been once upon a time we could identify or relate to in some ways, remnant shape form, uh, or to some degree fallen into the category of unfortunately being one of these people because we've all evolved. I mean, that's a goal. Not everybody has evolved. Some people don't recognize the need to evolve. Some people aren't that self-actualized. Some people don't really care about the personal development world in terms of wanting to hone their uh, their skill set um, or their choices because it's a choice to want to choose to be the best version of yourself every single day. And whether you're in the personal development world or not, I would think it would be each person's inherent responsibility if you are a spouse or you're a community member or you're a parent or you fulfill any type of role within a relationship that you deem to be uh, you know, sacred and important to you uh, and vice versa with the, those people who are in your life, then I think, you know, it's our responsibility to make sure that we're stepping it up every single day and, and checking ourselves at the door and looking at ourselves in the mirror and, and going, okay, rather than passing blame and pointing the finger and, you know, finding fault with everybody in the world for whatever we, we deem, uh, to be the shortfall or, uh, the abuse or the inequity or the, whatever the case may be, um, you know, if you focus on yourself, if we each take self-inventory and go, okay, this is an inside job, you know, I'm going to be with myself to the day I die. You know, these are the people who are hopefully going to be with me for the ride. You know, hopefully my kids are always going to be in my life, parents, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, and if you belong to a staff team, whether you're entrepreneurial or not, and you've got people who are immersed in your world, um, you know, you want to make sure that you're a, a decent person to want to be around and that you're 
you're putting goodness out into the world, that your energy, which you're emanating, uh, that it's positive, you know, because that stuff trickles down and, and it does with the negative and it does with the positive. So at the end of the day, we all each have our own individual choice of where do our thoughts go? Where does our energy go? Where does our time go? Um, where does our investment of anything go? So, um, you know, I, I think people just need to start owning their stuff. I'm really big on personal accountability, and I put myself, my stuff out there to the rest of the world because I expect people to hold me accountable uh, daily, daily. So, yes. so good stuff. So let's talk about yeah. John. Let's talk about John Maxwell. There's a lot of people in the John Maxwell sphere who do a lot of things, who are at that high caliber level of notoriety, who are recognized for what they do. Uh, they're considered top-tier leaders, uh, experts within their industry. There's lots of them, all with an individual message. So what about John Maxwell specifically spoke to you? Well, with the John Maxwell team, I had already been speaking for uh, 25 years, mm-hmm. and I felt that it would be the best to learn from the best to provide the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife actually was a teacher in a um, private Christian school in Vancouver when we met, and she had been introduced to John Maxwell through you know various uh, avenues of books and that before me. Mm-hmm. And as I started to think about you know how to be able to expand. Uh, my capabilities, I thought that learning from the best in the world would be the the best thing to provide the best. Mm-hmm. And why do you think he's the best? Um, I would say uh, in the area of leadership, he's been ranked uh, over six to seven years now for, um, you know, top leadership developer. And also being able to provide materials and um, a systematic approach to people moving ahead as uh, leaders. So not so much the theoretical, but it's actually putting the leadership into practice. Okay. And so what is some of his methodology? You know, because everybody's got their own brand that's specific to them. There's tons of people in the personal development world. There's tons of talkers, uh, tons of speakers, tons of authors, uh, tons of people doing webinars. It's a very oversaturated industry. And no doubt this guy, uh, John Maxwell, you know, he has done quite well for himself. And he has created a culture of people who truly do get behind the message, get behind him. But what do you think, um, you know, because I, I, I look at everything, I, I'm a consumer, right? We're all consumers. Yes. So, you know, whether it's I'm looking to buy a car or where I decide I want to do my grocery shopping or which gas station I go fill up at, uh, where I buy clothes or Christmas presents or whatever the case may be, you know, I take a look at everybody who's offering the same things, essentially, and I go, okay, who do I believe holds the greater value? Who do I think is going to resonate with me the most? Where am I going to get more bang for my buck? And who really walks the talk? So in all the people who do what John Maxwell does, 
what in your experience and perhaps in your research before deciding to uh, pledge your allegiance to him, what what made you decide, okay, this is the person who I truly, truly believe in. This is the person who I'm most connected to through word, through message, through example. Um, in doing your research or in having the experience of being trained by him, um, what makes him significantly different than anybody else out there doing seemingly the same thing? Well, I would say one thing that's uh, critical is the consistency and also the fact of, um, I would say one thing that's critical is the empowering of others Mm -hmm. to move forward. I've seen some, even one person I can think of as my, a mentor for me. Mm-hmm. who has uh, been a um, John Maxwell certified coach and speaker who's actually a mentor. Mm-hmm. And you've seen um, someone like that who's able to apply the principles and mm-hmm. to move ahead in their business and to continually add value to people and to live um, un- an un- unselfish manner, mm-hmm. moving ahead themselves but constantly stretching yourself out to others and seeking to help uh, businesses to grow into their full potential and mm-hmm. also to help individuals to grow into their full potential. And I found especially uh, the tremendous support mm-hmm. and the, the tremendous um, um, everybody pushing one another forward as far as to succeed. Mm-hmm. And so let me ask you this, because I've done many masterminds. I've been trained by a lot of people. Uh, I think if you're going to up your game, you have to really, that's the company that you need to keep. And sometimes you outgrow people who you thought were once upon a time top of their game. And it's not that you didn't derive merit or value, but it served its place at that time. And then as you continue to grow and accelerate, you move on to somebody else who can offer something that's uniquely different from uh, previous and past mentors. Um so in terms of, and, you know, I think for people who are constantly seeking out workshops, masterminds, um, you know, people who are imparting their message and at this time that you come upon it and you're receptive to it, it resonates with you and you sign on, you sign up, you show up. Um, it's interesting to me because, uh, you know, I've had the experience on both sides of the fence. I've had the people who truly do walk their talk, not when they're trying to get you through the door, not when you're signing, you know, giving your credit card number, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but there are some people who will after the fact because they really do see the accountability piece of, okay, if I've trained you, I'm going to follow up with you and I'm going to make sure that you're adhering to the things that I I schooled you on uh, because I do want you to ultimately be successful. If I never see you again, if you never sign up for anything else that I have to offer in the future, I want to know that you know, as somebody who takes what I do very seriously, uh, and somebody who's invested in your growth and your success beyond being in the room for 24 hours or four days or whatever it is you sign up for initially, uh, that there's going to be continual success and mentorship. So in your experience with the John Maxwell team, did you feel that there was sufficient follow-up afterwards? Did people really care about you when all was said and done? Oh, yes. I definitely felt that, uh, there's, uh, um, definite care and even for me as I was joining I was uh, uh, even the person who brought me in uh, 
mm-hmm. I was longing to see them at the certification because we had formed such a strong bond and there was a genuine, not something fabricated, but a genuine care. Okay. That uh, I think spills over into your personal and professional life. And I think to really add value to people, you have to really care about them. Absolutely. And people can sense that. They know, you know, when you meet somebody, you can get a sense if they really care about you or if they're just trying to get um, some money out of your wallet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we've all been there. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> some of us multiple times. Uh, <laughs> I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about the mechanic though. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, we'll keep all those other people out of it too. Uh, but. Um, so in terms of the contrast, your your evolution, your hunger, your thirst for growth before you entered the John Maxwell arena to once you stepped out of it and incorporated what you learned in going forward in the rest of your journey, um, what what in terms of your own self-assessment, what's fundamentally changed for you from the before and after contrast? Well, I would say that um, the the scope under which you can help people, um, maybe before your scope is a little bit narrow, so you're looking at all the different ways that you're able to help people. So, uh, for instance, right now I have moved into, um, as I'm moving around and I'm meeting people, different events, chamber events, and you meet people, I've recognized and identified that there's, um, you know, people who are, strongly entrenched within the corporate arena. Mm-hmm. And then you have also people who are thinking, hey, I don't have a company with uh, a thousand employees, but I do want to grow. I do want to move ahead. Mm-hmm. And what can I do? So that's why we, uh, for myself, I had started uh, dinomar.com, and that is uh, focusing on the uh, personal growth and development side because ultimately – when you think of 360 leadership, uh, a leader is not just somebody who's in a, uh, it's not just a position or status, mm-hmm. but it's actually being able to move out to other people around you so that no matter what level of the organization someone finds themselves, they should be able to have a positive influence on others and to be able to have that uh, influence that can bring about change. Well, and let's talk, let's break that down a little bit because that's interesting because, you know, a lot of people say catchwords, buzzwords, uh, you know, and sometimes even the word le- leadership gets lost in translation sometimes in terms of how it's depicted or how it's uh, properly or effectively role modeled versus the ways in which sometimes we glean it's not. It's the complete opposite. So, you know, when we talk about trying to precipitate, trying to uh, create uh, and shaking up change, you know. Um, what do you think some of the important things are that a true staunch leader will do uh, to bring people forward, to bring people alive, to get people out of the slumber, to get them out of the way things have always traditionally been done? Um, you know, what kind of a leader are you and for the people that you have led – what would they say about you? How would they characterize you? What, how would they define you as being different than anyone else? Well, I would say that 
the one of the main things is it's not just um, uh, trying to be directive, mm-hmm. but but ultimately it's it's about what are you doing? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you've heard of stories of leaders getting to the top of the mountain, and then when they look back, there's nobody there. Mm-hmm. So that, um, you know, when people, if they follow you, will they do it for free? In other words, you know, not just positional leadership, but ultimately that you are pouring into other people's lives in a way that will be a positive influence and then people can move together. So it's mm-hmm. not so much I'm up here and you're down there. Mm-hmm. But what am I doing you know, on a daily basis to pour into those people's lives to be to help them to grow and develop? Right. And are you somebody who, like, I don't know if this is one of your tactics, if this is, and, and I don't say it to sound like it's contrived or fabricated. There's a lot of us um, in the industry, we just shake stuff up. We say things that leave people gobsmacked, and it's not to derive some kind of uh, reaction. I mean, it's truly how we are because that's how we treat ourselves in our own lives. It's like, no, you gotta, you gotta step up your game. No, you got, you know, you're getting a little bit complacent, Lisa. You know, it's getting a little bit comfortable. You gotta shake things up. You gotta stir things up. So, you know, we refer to that as disruptive leadership. So, do you have any qualms? Because I think it comes down to confidence um, within yourself. And I think if you're a confident person, it's very easy to be a confident leader. Um, do you have any problems disrupting your environment, your culture, your team, uh, your clients, and getting them out of the comfort zone that they don't even necessarily realize that they are stuck in? I think that's important for me as an individual. You have to constantly um, step out of that comfort zone mm-hmm. and uh, stepping out of your fear into out of your comfort zone into that into your fear and mm-hmm. facing it. So that's very important, and that's one of the things that uh, when I'm working with someone, I was meeting with someone uh, two days ago. Mm-hmm. And they're wanting to start up a new business and we're looking at a new uh, coaching relationship. Mm-hmm. So these are the type of things that you have to know that it's possible and to believe that it's possible and to be able to um, not say anything that will uh, squash that person's dream of moving ahead. Mm-hmm. So when that person's coming to you, and entering into that type of coaching relationship, it's critical that they know that. Mm-hmm. That it's a, it's a safe environment. It's safe to dream. It's safe to move forward from where you are to where you want to go. That's very true. And I, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, I do, however, in my coaching practice, my mentoring uh, practice, because this is like people know if they're going to work with me, um, I'm really going to push you. I'm really going to yes. push you. I'm going to hold you accountable. I'm going to put your feet to the fire. I'm going to question you. I'm going to challenge you because I care about you. I'm invested in you. I'm not going to be the person who sits there and goes, oh, you did a really good job today. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I will tell you, you've done a great job. You know, like when people get my compliments, when people get my flattery, when people get my endorsement, 
they know they've earned it. They know that they have worked for it. They know that we've done it in tandem, that we've done it in collaboration. Um, because I think there's a lot of people out there, they're more concerned with, well, if I do rock the cart a little bit or I do push people uh, to the extreme of perhaps them never having been pushed to, but that's obviously why they sought you out because they know that they need somebody to help get them out of that slum that they're in, um, yes. where they're, they're not motivated, they're not inspired, they don't even know the first direction to go in. Um, so, you know, for for people who seek out those who are clearly doing it and demonstrating it and role modeling on a daily basis, well, if you say you want to get to where I am, I'm going to tell you how we're going to get there and it's going to be uncomfortable and it's not going to be easy and it's very demanding uh, and you're going to have to put yourself out there and you're going to have to let go of the the being in your mind and analyzing the optics of what everyone is going to think about you, you need to really go, okay, why am I doing this? Who am I doing this for? And to what degree am I willing to part ways with whatever interferes or obstructs my vision or tampers with my mindset? Um, so in, it can be a lonely ride. It can be isolating. You can get to a point where you're questioning like, oh, my God, like am I really doing the right thing here? But mm-hmm. – you know, that's when people are playing a bigger game. That's when you're yes. playing a bigger game because playing small, everyone's going to pat you on the back. Everyone's going to say you're doing a great job, doing phenomenal because you're not – we're mirrors to each other, right? So when people don't feel that they're really aspiring to do much in their life or they're not really fulfilling a purpose or they don't even know what their purpose is or, they, you know, they're not going after anything. They're not chasing any dreams. They don't even think that they have the right to feel worthy to have a dream or to have a purpose or a mission. Um, you know, if, if they're hanging around people who they themselves don't have one, then it's very comfortable. Everything's status quo. We'll just talk about the weather every day. We don't have to talk about anything new and exciting because we're choosing not to grow and expand, right? So yeah, I think – oh, sorry. I was just going to say I think that's uh, critical like what you were saying in terms of uh, when you're starting with uh, your client because um, some people want to be coddled. Some people yeah. may want a pat on the back and then others say, uh, can you handle being challenged? Um some people can handle right in your face or it may be a little bit softer approach, but I think that that approach is very good to establish at the beginning of the relationship for sure. Absolutely. Well, for any of my clients who seek me out, they, they know what my style is. They know I can be abrasive. They know that I can be, you know, sometimes I'm assertive, sometimes I'm aggressive, but at the end of the day, I will always get what I say I'm going to get done done. Uh, whether it's with the assistance or support of people who initially started out on the journey offering all kinds of services and so-called wisdom and, you know, I've got your back and we're going to be in this thick and thin through the end or whatever. You know, you got to anticipate that's going to trail off. People aren't going to be able to keep up with you. You're going to outgrow people. Uh, people are going to think you're narcissistic perhaps, but it's not. You are just so in the zone and you're in the flow and people who are in that mindset and in that energetic flow themselves, they will get it and we will all sponge off each other and we will push each other and we will rise together and then there's going to be other people who don't get it, uh, don't want to get it, don't want to give you the benefit of the doubt, 
you know, and they will be your critics, they will be your naysayers, they will be whatever. But at the end of the day, what are they doing with their lives? And it's not about accolades and it's not about, you know, look at me, 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 because a lot of what we do, it is. It's fundamentally back at the core of how can I help other people? How can we collectively be of service to other people and pay it forward? And so very grateful that I have the platforms that I do and that I get to have the guests like you, Dean, in which to impart that to the collective because I believe that's my purpose. Um, so for the people that resonates with, fantastic. I've accomplished my job. I, I've, I've fulfilled what I set out to do, not unlike yourself. Uh, but this is what I say to coaching clients. You know, you came to me. You came yes. to me. So, you know, this is my style. This is, you know, and I do. I hold myself accountable. And I think any true, good, authentic leader will. You you will be harder on yourself than anybody else out there in the external world perceivably or possibly can be on you. Um, so, yeah. But anyway, we're coming down to the bottom of the hour. I want to give you the opportunity, uh, Dean, to share with our listeners, our global listeners here. Where can people reach you? What's upcoming? What what can people tune into? What's yummy and exciting that's on the horizon? Okay, for um, really for uh, business to business, we uh, the website is uh, leadersintraining.ca, dot mm-hmm. ca, and you could contact us at info at leadersintraining dot ca, mm-hmm. and then also for the uh, growth and development, uh, our site is uh, dinomar dot com, mm-hmm. and for uh, Email address would be, say, fearless at dinomar.com. Love it. Love it. I love the fearless. Yes. Um, so in your parting words to the listeners, in terms of you and myself both being on the same page with living fearlessly, what does that mean to you succinctly, very briefly here as we're wrapping up? And what imparting quick little nugget can you give to the listeners in terms of encouraging them, uplifting them to fear less and to live more? What would you say? I would say don't be afraid to step out mm-hmm. out of your fear because the regret that you have will far exceed the growth that you step into. Very true. Very true. Well, Dean, I just want to say it's been an absolute uh, privilege and an honor to have you here today. You're doing great things. Anybody who gets behind uh, fiercely wanting to commit their time, their life, their energies towards uh, imparting anything that's possible uh, for helping other people expand themselves, grow them, challenge them, uh, you know, really get them clear on living a, a more fulfilled, joy-filled life. I mean, you know, I, I just, I can't thank people enough who get behind that because it's so important and this world is starving for that, you know. So where we might be in an oversaturated industry, I think it's great that we've got tons of people wanting to do all the same similar things for the same reasons, which are all for good. Um, so that's the kind of oversaturated industry that I want to belong to as opposed to the other uh, subcategory of people who, you know, uh, are operating at a lower vibrational level who really couldn't care outside of me, me, me. So I just want to say for what you continue to do, 
uh, and the fact that I get to look forward to doing this again with you, but in a different medium, different format on TV, I just want to say thank you. This has been lovely. I learned from all of my guests, and I would really encourage people once the podcast is up, if you haven't had a chance to tune into the live show or you want to hear it played back and you want to write down, if you don't have access to a pen and paper, uh, Dean's contact information, you know, hear some of his videos, watch his videos, uh, connect with Dean. I would really encourage you to do that. Um, there's always something to be learned from everybody whose paths we, we cross and, and become interwoven with. It's, it's really, it's a, it's a lovely thing. Um, so Dean, I just wanted, go ahead. I was just going to say, Lisa, I'm very excited uh, to be on the show with you today. And I also am happy to mention that we are doing a series that will be, it's called Dare to Dream. So it's all about people really stepping into the dream and moving forward. Fantastic. Fantastic. Can't have too much of that. Love that. So, Dean, I want to wish you all my best. I wish your family my best. I look forward to TV. I know we'll be talking behind the scenes. I'll get the podcast up as soon as I can once it's calibrated. Uh, again, I want to thank my listening audience for being one of over 330,000 Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald podcast subscribers. I want to thank you for your loyal listenership. I want to thank you for your feedback. I want to thank you for your testimonials. I just want to thank you. Uh, you know, we can't get here on our own, and the whole purpose behind doing what we do, whether it be me, the host, or Dean being my guest, and other fantastic, all the fantastic guests that I've had, you know, we're here to do good. We're here to spread good. We want everybody to feel empowered. We want everybody to live a yummy life. We want everybody to live fearlessly and to step into it. Own it. It's a miracle to be here. Make something worthwhile of your life by helping other people in whatever capacity or means available to you to do so. Because we are the collective. We are one. We need each other. We need each other to prop each other up. So I just want to say have a fantastic weekend. I want to wish everyone my best. Again, I want to encourage you. I'm here to uplift you to fear less and to live more. Looking forward to being back here again on the Contact Talk Radio Network, Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald next Friday with another fantastic guest. If you have any show topic items, if you wish to appear as a prospective guest on my show, kindly reach out to me at lisamcdonald13 at gmail.com. Lucky 13. It's Friday, October 13. My favorite number. Take care. Love and gratitude. All my best. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Living Fearlessly with your host, Lisa McDonald. Visit her at lisamcdonaldauthor.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.